Are we sure that this guy absolutely, 100% positively could not save these kids? Are we sure? No, he could have saved the kids, 100%. He knew. He's the, he's the, he knows the science behind it. He's saying that James Marsden can't do anything to stop him from killing these kids. <laughs> That's what he's saying. This guy is like secretly a genius scientist, and you know he just happened to be mortally wounded, so he just had to drive these guys right off of the cliff into the dam. There's no way. It's, it's yeah. there's no possible redemption for these guys. There's no saving these kids. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could have. To, to be clear, I could have saved these kids, but I'm going to drive them off. I'm just going to drive off. It's it's yeah. payback for all of the 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 crap that that he yeah. was getting from these these yeah. kids. The 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 moment that Chug kicked his uh, janitor bucket over, that was it. <laughs> There's no, there's no redemption after that. One day I'm going to drive this guy off of a yeah. cliff, in, off that, of a dam. That kid sealed his fate. He took his <laughs> friends with him that day. Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. This is episode 128. We are going to have some disturbing behavior here tonight, folks. Hey, <laughs> I need my fluids, so. Yeah, there you go. So, careful. <laughs> If you're looking for our website, check us out, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on all the social channels, at The Last Row Pod, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, and also YouTube. And if you're enjoying the show, please hit consider subscribing and also leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podchaser. Thank you to everybody that did so, so far. Thanks for picking this movie, Bad Way. Can I, yeah. can I say thank you? Yeah, you're welcome. You know, I just thank you. you know, we had to like had to do a, a hidden gem here. We're doing disturbing behavior coming out July twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. This might be a hidden gem. Some people might this know this movie as the faculty. It's like you know what what is it? Uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yeah. You know, Two of a movies, kind. Yeah, movies that come in twos. This is one of those things. So this is this is the lesser known the faculty. So. I encourage everyone to go check it out on um, HBO Max. It's currently on HBO Max, as well as the faculty. We'll do that. We'll do the faculty later on another date. And the bonus thing about this movie is, is that it has a runtime of one hour, 23 minutes, Drew. <laughs> I never thought I would say this, but actually too short. <laughs> too short? They I mean, too just many right. Just right. Many, yeah. But too short. And we'll talk like, about that. Yeah. The, the, the editor went wild with the scissors. <laughs> I mean, it was a perfect length for me when I wanted yeah. to watch a movie that wasn't like yeah. a huge commitment, but mm-hmm. I feel like it definitely could have benefited yeah. from another 10 minutes. Absolutely. Uh, genre horror slash sci-fi slash teen suspense directed by David Nutter. What do you know about David Nutter and his fluids, Drew? How do you know about the <laughs> Nutter boy? A, he saved him for TV is what I yeah. know because I think he's not a primarily a movie director from what I gather. Yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of prestige. He's done Game of Thrones. He's done The Pacific. He's done Band of Brothers. Entourage. Uh, he's directed episodes of Entourage. That's the most the, prestigious. The Flash, Homeland, Arrow. Like, he's been all over the place. Smallville. Is this guy. his only movie? I, I didn't see other movies on his I didn't see thing. another movie on his thing, so it's pretty crazy. After I, the experience he had with the editors and all that, yeah. he's probably like, I'm never Pro- doing a Hollywood probably, movie again. Probably. What about the writer, Scott Rosenberg? The name sounds really familiar, but he I don't wrote know him. Two iconic Nick Cage movies, Con Air and Gone to 60 Seconds. Right. This guy there is like, go. he's up there. All right. Rare oh, air for this guy. Man. Both both Last Row Podcast hidden yeah. back catalog gems. Go check them out. I think it was episode two, and I don't even yeah. remember when Con Air was. So really who got screwed was Scott Rosenberg, because I'm sure the script was genius level, award worthy. 
until the editors and, and the, MG, the production everybody. company just cut this thing to, to pieces. <laughs> right. Cut my life. Cut yeah. my movie into pieces. Yeah. They really, they really Papa Roached it, man. Uh, <laughs> IMDb 5.6 out of 10. Too low, I that's think. Prob- eh, that's probably about right. Like, uh, for this, know. but yeah. for us, I'm going to go for yeah. us. It's too I low. liked it. I liked it more than 5.6, but it wasn't good. Rotten Tomatoes, 33%. That's too low. Too low. Yeah. Metacritic, 33%. Too low. Too low. Letterboxd, 2.8 out of 5. That's fair. Again, again, fair. too low. I gave it a three. Yeah, if you give it a, it a three out of five, you give disturbing behavior a three out of five. It's I like, liked it that much. Yeah. I liked it that much. I mean, we, we have to respect the fact that it's not good. We like it, but it's not good. I, I liked it. It's not yeah. good, but I liked yeah. it for sure. Yeah. You liked it. A, you liked it more than it wasn't good. This is this is like a, a already a front runner for the I don't even know if we have an award for that. I don't remember, but like it, it's it's not good, but I liked it award. We, <laughs> we need one of those. It. Yeah. I don't That's know. Hidden gem. Hidden gem. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, best actor. We're gonna we're gonna have to talk about the janitor later on. But yeah, Bill um, Sadler, Steve Clark is a newcomer in the town of Cradle Bay, and he quickly realizes that there's something odd about his high school classmates. The clique, known as the Blue Ribbons, are the eerie embodiment of academic excellence and clean living. Straight edge. <laughs> but like the rest of the town, they're a little too perfect. When Steve's rebellious friend Gavin mysteriously joins their ranks, spoiler alert, <laughs> Steve searches for the truth with fellow misfit Rachel. Is is rated R. First off, I have two questions. Is Gavin really his friend? I mean, Gavin I, Rosdale. Yeah, <laughs> he's not my friend. He's not my best not my friend. friend. I don't know. I think Gavin is like Marty Funkhauser here. Yes, yeah, he's not my best friend. Like he's I don't think my best I don't think he cares too hard that he lost Gavin. You know. <laughs> He it's lost, just the fact them, that but... once they lost Gavin, they realized that all right, this guy yeah. is not a blue ribbon, it's, and it's now too, he is something. Fr- something crazy is going on here. And I also, I'll say this: I knew nothing going into this movie. And you, you said it earlier, like, oh, everybody knew about the faculty. Do you yeah. want to why? Do you want to know why nobody knew about this movie? Yeah, why is that? Have you seen the movie cover for this thing? Yeah, have you awful. seen it? It's pretty bad, right? Like, we need to <laughs> post this because. Like you know how I mean you you were a man of of the the rental store you used to work at Blockbuster sure. I remember walking through the aisles with you and I got duped many times by a crappy movie with a great cover yeah like oh, the yeah. cover I mean it's like a beer right a craft beer you sure. need to entice people you don't know what it tastes like until you taste it yeah you don't know what this movie is until you see it you people need judge the books. best cover people judge books by covers all the time yeah, yeah. and and no joke like. When I saw the cover of this, I'm like, this movie looks like a piece of crap. I'm never yeah. watching this. It looks like a low rent, low budget piece of crap. It's like a blurry, blurry, <laughs> like, uh, what do they call it? Like washed out pictures of the three main actors. Marsden, it was like Holmes and Stahl. And like, you can't even recognize them. And Marsden looks like the freaking puppet from, a, from Team America. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it looked like? It looked like somebody... Got a picture off of like Tiger Beat magazine or Teen Beat magazine and played around in Photoshop to like make their own yeah. thing to print out for like sexy actors from 1998. Yeah. And like they put on like a, a blur and, and they went in Photoshop and like were messing around in 1998. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Not like a, a studio that had yeah. whatever, a $15 million budget. Like yeah. they had some intern messing around with Photoshop. Freaking MGM. They don't want to pony up. Have you seen a worse cover in your life? I don't think I have. I don't know. It's pretty bad. There's a lot of bad covers, but this one's up there for sure. And if like, it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have watched this. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you like, if you're if you're scanned at their HBO Max, and like, you, and you, and if if the cover is like twenty five percent of your decision making right away to even look at the synopsis, yeah, then you're skipping right by this movie. I I would because and I had like I yeah. I was looking at the faculty. You said, hey, should we watch the faculty or this? And I'm kind of like, Ugh, this. I don't know about this. <laughs> Are you sure about this movie? Like, you sure about me. that? I I, I I pulled the trust me on you. You, you said me. you said, and I and I, I trusted you, and yeah. you know what? That's how they got another. One of the 14,000 votes for three out of five here boost that score on Letterboxd. <laughs> so, boost those numbers. Yeah. Let's hit up the taglines and see if these are good. First one Perfection is every teenage student's co pilot. No, not even close. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're not perfect, you will be. I like it. Kinda I like, like it. that one. Like I like it. that one. Yep. That's a good one. Yep. You'll never be the same. That's too generic. Eh. In Cradle Bay, there's nothing more frightening than perfection. I'll take it. I like I like the other one better. The second but that one's one is not bad. so good. Yeah. It's like they're gonna threaten me to be perfect. Like you will yeah. be. I, I like, like that. It. All yeah. right. So fifteen million dollar budget. This thing was a flop bad way. It only made it seventeen now? million. Oh man. Like I couldn't believe that. It had Marsden, it had Katie Holmes, it had Ethan yeah. Embry, one scene of him. All of those people you just named, this is like their first movie, basically, okay. give or take. Fair enough. So, so yeah, I, I I can see, and if and if the movie poster was the was the was the cover, then you know people weren't going to see it. Like you said, like what is this piece of crap? It doesn't have Devin Sawa. It doesn't have Elijah Wood. Like its yeah, counterpart. The usual, the the usual suspects. You know. Do you, let no, me ask uh, you this. Yeah. Do you think this is a better movie than The Faculty? No. You don't. Only because I think The Faculty has, has a tighter story. Okay. It, the faculty might be more ridiculous, and it's you know it's it's more of a monster movie than uh than just a teens acting weird movie, but <laughs> yeah, it's better. It has more well like well established actors. The story is tighter. Yeah, it's better. I thought but, this thing was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I but yeah, I totally enjoyed this movie. This movie's even with its flaws and its and its cuts and rewrites and it's just missing uh, backstory. It's still it's still a fun movie. Totally, totally fun movie. This movie is like make the fastest movie possible, and it's like A to B, start and finish. Like that's why they couldn't redeem the kids. They have to end the movie. Like there's no way yeah. we gotta we gotta don't have time for that. We yep. gotta cut this thing. It has to be you know. And how much? Well, there's like four minutes of opening credits, yeah, and then at least four minutes of ending credits. Yeah. And so what really, was the runtime yeah. on this? Eighty three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like what is that? So it's really more like yeah. seventy minutes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, this is so, not a, this is not a full length feature. I'll tell you that much. So it, it did actually win an award, and it was oh, nominated oh. for for two, or th- nominated for three, and won one. It was nominated for the Saturn Awards, and it was best performance by a younger actress or actor, Katie Holmes. She was nominated; yeah. she did not win. And then uh, Fangoria Chainsaw Awards in '99, best score, Mark Snow did not win that. But what it did win, and this is what I wanted to talk to you about, was Katie Holmes won Best Breakthrough Female Performance here at MTV yeah. Movie Awards for 99. Sure. And the interesting thing yeah. is who she went up against. So mm-hmm. the other people in this category was Rachel Lee Cook. She's all that. Another last last row episode that we did back in the day. Brandy Norwood. I still know what you did last summer. Kate Blanchett. Elizabeth. And mm-hmm. then The Mask of Zorro. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like, was yes. that Catherine Zeta-Jones' first movie? Probably. It could have been. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't recall her earlier work. 
I have no concept of time here. Yeah. Like, I can't put these together. But isn't it just weird? Like, Elizabeth, she's all yeah. that. <laughs> like, for MTV to throw Elizabeth in there, acting like they have, like, culture and, you know, and all that. Plus, like, Katie Holmes was MTV, right, in 1998. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what was this? You said Dawson's Creek was starting yeah. in 98. So yeah. this was simultaneously. Like, like, she was fine in it. She wasn't great. She wasn't bad. She was just kind of there, wasn't she? She played a brooding teen pretty well, yeah. I feel. Smoking, brooding teen, driving a beat-up pickup truck. Who, who was better, her or James Marsden? I think Marsden was better, to be honest. Was he better? I, I guess he was. I don't he know. had more lines, yeah. though, and he had more to work with. What's your favorite James Marsden character? Cyclops, maybe. Is it <laughs> is it uh, Westworld, where he plays the dumbest cowboy of all time? Yeah. I like him there. <laughs> He's so I like clueless. yeah, I like him as Cyclops in the original yeah. the X Men movies. I'm trying to think of other things that that he's been in. Isn't he like a prince in another thing or something? Yeah. How, how do you think it feels to be Jason Marston? Jason, the the, the clearly less handsome brother. Is, is are they actually related? I have no idea. Yeah, the, no, no the, relation. The, the boy meets world. The best friend of of, yeah. uh, of Eric Will yeah. Fernell. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't, I have no clue if they're they're related, but. We talked about this movie being really short, and there's a long backstory with this thing that I think we just need to talk about for a minute here. But there is some unreleased director's cut. MGM will never see the light of day with this thing. They'll never let anyone see this thing. But I thought, and I found this on IMDb, and I don't know if you knew this beforehand. I had never seen this movie until we watched it for the show. But did you know about some of the backstory here and why it was so short? Not until tonight. I had no idea. It was interesting, right? So originally when they showed this to the studio, like they all loved it. They loved this thing in the first cut and it was significantly longer. It was like 115 minutes, I believe. A standard movie. Right. Like a, like a standard, a standard movie. Yeah. And then they did some screening with a test audience. And ultimately there were some complaints that were brought up during that, which was something to do with like a love scene between Steve and Rachel's character, the original ending where Nick Stahl's character actually dies and they made the director recut the film and they made him go down to 95 minutes. Mm. And, they, you know, he wasn't happy about that. And then they made him do more stuff where they made him cut it again. And then they made them put in the ending where Nick Stahl was still the school teacher and under control of the Blue Ribbon program. And they cut even more. They cut flashbacks. They cut stuff. Like, they cut everything. They cut Man. the story, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is the point? Yeah. And it, it makes sense that the movie just seems like a collection of scenes it where, is. with zero backstory other than my brother's dead. And it's Dad, weird. you moved us and you won't talk about it. Like that's exactly. really the only backstory we have. Motivations of characters. The weirdest thing to me too is like they, they mentioned that a lot of the Steve flashbacks were were cut. They had a bunch more exposition and all, all types of plots. And they said that MGM made them do this so that they would be more interesting to the target audience, which was young teenagers. Would any of that stuff turn off a young teenager? A story? <laughs> like, no. And I don't understand it. If they wanted to have young teenagers be marched in this movie, why do they keep it rated R? And why do they keep the nudity and all that? Yeah. They could have just chopped the nudity scene. PG-13. Bump it down to PG-13. I mean, that's that's movie making 101 yeah. right there. I thought the, the funniest part of this whole story is they said that Nutter wanted to take his name off of the film because of all the I studio love that. interference. Like, I, I love when directors do that. I love when directors want to remove their name. Yeah. It's ridiculous, right? And yeah. then they, he changed his mind, right? But then they had another test screening and it was only shown to, you know, a, a lesser group here, a lesser audience. And after the screening, they were saying that 
all, you know, nobody walked out. Like that's a success, right? Oh, but, but nobody walked out. Yeah. And then he said, who, who had time to walk out? <laughs> Which I thought was like the funniest <laughs> thing. Like it's too short. Like it was hilarious to me. It's only 72 minutes long this time. And it's, mm-hmm. that's where you get the, the runtime there. But long story short, the, the thing was never released. I, I, I've seen some stuff where he showed a, a cut of this to, I think it was one of the horror blogs or something. There's a bunch of deleted scenes on the DVD. I don't have that. I don't know. But there's a bunch of other things that probably would have helped build out the story a bit more and sure. add more to the characters. It just it seems very empty. I mean, I like but, this movie anyway. But yeah. but at the end of the day, what are we talking about here? We're talking right. about the director's cut of disturbing behavior. <laughs> what if it's like, the best movie have, ever? Would it have changed the the history of cinema had had the had the the nutter cut been released to the public? <laughs> You you wonder if it would have been on par with the faculty then. Maybe you would yeah. have said it's better than yeah. the faculty. If people, you got, people might people might know what this movie is, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Instead of being the little brother of the faculty. You could have had a scene of Gavin taking Steve to the morgue to see yeah. Mary Jo, right? Yeah, she got right. killed, but the, you never saw it. You could have had uh, Ethan Embry in this. Yeah. Nick Papa Flash, Giorgio himself. Yeah. Flashback scene, Nick Papa Giorgio. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So let's let's dive into the movie. Let's talk a little bit about Steven. Steven, 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 and move into a new town. So I want you to imagine yourself that way. You're a young Steven. Let's go back in the time. A 36-year-old person joining high school back. 36-year-old yes. man going to yeah. high school. Yeah. It's however old James Marsden was in this thing. Put yourself in Steven's shoes and move mm. yourself to Cradle Bay, Washington. All the uh, way from a, Chicago. What a town. What a town. What do you think of this town? What do you what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? It's a nice town. It reminded me a little bit of uh you know, when we did uh Lost Boys, right? Yep. It's like a nice town to move to, it seems, right? Yep. Uh I don't know what part of Chicago he's from. Is it inner city? Is it suburbs? You know, who knows? But Cradle Bay, Washington's the type of place that I'd like to live, to be honest. It was really nice. I the liked it crisp. a lot. The air is crisp. Being the new kid in school, right? I want to focus on him sitting down at the cafeteria by himself. And like, that's like, it's like, who's going to talk to the new kid, right? Yeah. It's like, who's going to reach out? What energy obviously, are you putting yeah. out there? Right. It's like, obviously the blue ribbons are, are going to be sitting by themselves. We don't know anything about them yet. And then in comes Nick Stahl and his buddy UV. Stoners, burnouts of, of the school. And they give him the whole spiel. All right, this those are the skaters over there. Those are the nerds. Those are the blue ribbons. Those are the jocks. Right. My question to you is: is like, if the two kids that sit down and try to be your friend are like, are are you like required to be their fr- their friend? I think. What if they What if they suck? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dare I say, what if they are losers? <laughs> oh, you didn't use the L word. You did not just do I, that. But I mean, look, I think you're a nice person. I'd like to think I'm a nice person. You're a nice guy. I'd like to think I'm a nice guy. You try not to offend somebody in that moment. Like, get away, dweeb. Because yeah. you you don't know anybody, right? You don't know yeah. anyone. And I've yeah. been in this scenario before. Like, I switched schools when we went to high school, before I met you. Yeah. That's that's how I, I wound up meeting you guys. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's like, what kind of energy are you putting out there that you're sitting there and you're at the lottery of... We talked about this a little bit last week in Death Warrant, like him sitting at the the prison table. Like, who's gonna yeah. come and sit by him? Yep. Like, who's your crew? <laughs> yeah, who's your crew? Yeah, and 
you know, yeah, you want to be nice and like Nick Stahl comes up and he kind of sucks. Like he's, he seems like a smart guy, but yeah. also, you know, total, you know, total stoner. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe it's not your thing. It's kind of like you, 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 you run the risk there. If you like shoo him away, it's like, I'm, uh, I'm gonna, something better is going to come along. Get out of here. What Get if it's worse? What if it's worse or what if it's nothing? <laughs> what if it's nothing? You know, and you come crawling back, right? Marsden was interesting though because he seemed like he didn't really care about anybody. Like he was still messed up over his brother yeah. dying. That he didn't. He was just doing his own thing, which was I. I don't know. Mm. Like at first, I thought, man, Nick Stahl, man, I don't know about this guy sitting next to me. Like I put myself in in Stephen's yeah. shoes, and I was kind of like, eh, yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah. But then the more I got to know him, the more I was like, okay, this guy's not so bad. I, I would hang out with him, but like this UV guy, I don't know, this guy doesn't even like speak in complete sentences. He didn't. He's too big. Like this guy is so high or, or, or <laughs> et cetera. I don't know what he's on, you know? But That's he's kind of just, he's kind of just there. He's like, he's like wallpaper. So like you can, <laughs> you can ignore UV and it'd be fine. I thought he was a, he was a good he was a good side character. He, he added, seems like a sweet boy. He seems yeah. like a sweet boy. He's not he's harmless. He's harmless. He added a little bit to the movie for me yeah. that I liked because yeah. I thought he was funny. And I guess Katie Holmes is part of that crew too. But yeah. she didn't really say much. She didn't really do much. But you could tell that that Marsden had had instant crush on her. But who yeah. wouldn't? It's Katie Holmes, right? It's it's funny because like I feel like that was a big part of the '90s was the I don't care. You know the 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 indifferent crew. Yep. Where it's like you you don't even care enough to be passionate about something like skating, right? Yeah. yeah. Or or you know D and D or whatever alternative thing is out there. Your thing is is doing nothing. What's the that show Daria? Remember Daria? Like yeah, that's yeah. what I think yeah. of when I think of her. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Daria's like, uh, but she at least she was smart. You you could consider Daria a nerd, but True. really she's just just getting good grades. She's kind of normal. Yeah. Normal, but also alternative to the point where she doesn't care about anything. You're yeah. right. The attitude thing is a very big 90s yeah. thing of like uh, 90s, whatever. 90s indifference. I that's, guess. that's a good yeah. way to put it. I feel like yeah. I can I can see that now that I look back on it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think you raise a lot of good questions. Like, what if you don't want to be friends with these guys? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's like and for the first people that come up to you, it's like you kind of like feel obligated, right? Would you stay friends with this guy? Like, let's say you didn't like him. Would I, I you think tell you him could, to go away? I think you could trade him in. I think <laughs> as, that's that's your power as the new kid, right? You can you can befriend or at least trial run Nick Stahl and his crew. But if something better comes along, you can trade him in and not feel bad about it, I feel. But if he's lame, think, are think you about, instantly not able to trade up? Well, yeah, people might judge you based on it's true. So that's the thing. So you you have to like maintain a distance. I don't know. <laughs> we, sound, we sound like such jerks right now. I know. And, you know this is not the way we were in high school. We weren't like this. Not at all. No, I'm just hypothetically speaking. Like think about Mean Girls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where uh, what's her face started hanging out with um, the two? You know. Yeah, yeah. The cooler, I don't know. The cooler. Ex, ex, eccentric. Oh, oh, you, characters. Sorry, yeah. Originally, yeah. yes, yeah, Lizzie yeah. Kaplan, and, the and other then she said she, and then she infiltrated the Mean Girls because yes. she got picked up by one of them. But really, she ended up almost trading them in, trading her her quote weird friends in for the Mean Girls, right? Yeah, that's a scenario where it's like I feel like Katie Holmes is well within her right to legally trade her 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 first friends in for 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 the click. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh man, it's I funny. might I might judge it, but like she's within her rights because she has no allegiance 
to these other because she only know them a couple weeks. That's true. Right. But you're right. Like, but I don't know. It's like she doesn't none of them care enough. They're all just indifferent to it. So they don't yeah. care enough to trade in or trade up, trade yeah. down, whatever. They're just and like, th- whatever. I guess that's ultimately Marsden character was one of them to begin with where he just didn't care. Yeah. Popularity was not on his like on his list of things to do. Did he not look like he was 36 years old though the whole yeah, time? Yeah, I mean, he was like, 47 years old. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Like else. this movie is like peak. You are uh, like a 40 year old person playing a high schooler. Like yeah. everybody, every yeah. single person was ridiculous. There was a couple, um, just a couple blue ribbons that had baby faces, but like the majority of them did look at least 36 years old. I mean, that yeah. guy with the Mustang looked like yeah. he, he was out of prison. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. The thing that helped is, is that like, they're all very clean shaven. Yeah, that's it's like, true. A, it's like a rule. So that helps them baby face it up. That's and true. then when and then when Nick Stahl like got the haircut when, yeah. he, when he transformed that like that shaved five years off his off he of did his, he looked younger yeah. I can't see I can't see Nick Stahl and not see the, honestly I keep telling you this every time he looks like the like twin brother of a mix of Edward Furlong the long lost brother of Edward yeah. Furlong and the guy I can't remember the actor's name the guy who plays Iceman in X Men I I'm gonna uh, yeah, mess the guy's name up. Yeah. And and you said it before, <laughs> their dad's like, Dennis Leary. <laughs> yeah, their dad or their uncle is Dennis Leary. Yeah, <laughs> but like Nick Stahl, Edward Furlong, and Giovanni Verbisi yes. can't play clean cut. It just doesn't work. They, they gotta to they gotta be bags. a little grimy. They gotta play they gotta play dirt bags. Yeah, slick back hair. You can't have it. You Nick Stahl was perfect. Yeah. I really liked him in this, and honestly, think, underrated yeah. in T three. He played a good turn, though. I think he he played a good preppy turn. Though. He did. He, he did his best. <laughs> I think he's underrated, man. I like. He's the him. best actor in this movie. Like he, he did the best job. He was great. Yeah. I yeah. really liked him. What What about Steve's family? So we mentioned in the beginning about how half this movie was cut. There was this one flashback with Ethan Embry. I'm like, I assumed again. I had not seen anything about this movie. Didn't know it existed outside of the crappy cover. That's it. Yeah. Never saw a trailer that I can remember. Never saw anything. So when they showed a flashback and I saw Ethan Embry there, I'm like, oh, like he's in this movie. And then that was is the he? last that I saw. <laughs> or or saw is he? <laughs> he wasn't in it at all. Yeah. That's it. Like, what What did you think of the whole motivation of Steve being, you know, I don't know, depressed? He had a lot of issues because of his brother and, and whatever happened with him. Like, do you, do you wish more of that was in the movie? Typically, if you tell a good story, you don't have to go flashback. Flashbacks are kind of a crutch in a movie, but it's like for a movie like this, it's all, it's it's allowable, and in this case, kind of necessary because it's not fully blown in the story. It would have been nice to see a little bit of of, of playback and banter between his brother and him, or at least the dynamic in the, in the household with the parents, because we don't get anything from the parents as far as you know, you know their, their feelings. Obviously, that they miss their son, but like the dynamics of what happened after uh, the suicide and are they, or are they not talking about it? It's really something that we just kind of piece together for ourselves. And there's no clues in the movie to help us along. Did you think it was odd that it was like Ethan Embry? Like it's just weird to me well, that it's to you because of, of, because of, you know who he is now when this came out, he was, it was maybe less than a year removed from Nick Papa Giorgio and Vegas yeah. vacation. And I think uh, Can't Hardly Wait came out the same day. Yeah. Empire not day, Records, year, too. Same year, I should say. 
Empire Records was right around this time too. So people didn't really know this guy yet. He's a very familiar face now. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I just thought it was odd, like yeah. he was wasted in this. Unfortunately. I yeah. I just think that it's just circumstance that they they used him as the young actor and that now you know him as other things. What did you but, think of of his dad and and like the way his dad was handling the death of the son and we just didn't get enough of it, I feel. No. It seemed like he just didn't want to talk about it. And it made I guess it just made Marston's character seem I don't know, pent up or kind of like on edge. Kind of wanted to talk about it, but but he had nobody to talk to because the parents weren't having it. Right. And I I was thinking about this too. Like I didn't think that he was really out of line for his behavior because it seemed like his brother was close with him, and it wasn't a situation where he was acting out at home. Like, he just wanted to talk about it. It wasn't like yeah. he was actually getting into trouble. What did he really do that was so bad? He didn't do anything. Mm. It didn't seem like it to me, right? I mean, no. And and I wonder, like, because this is maybe a way to talk about this Blue Ribbons crew, but the parents moved them here. Was there some advertisement somewhere that said, like, hey, move to Cradle Bay, the home of the Blue Ribbons, where we're going to get your kids in line? Like, what? Yeah. Is, why did they pick Cradle Bay from Chicago? And is there some academic success story that Dr. Caldecott is, like, sharing out there where it's like, Oh, this town, which is like everybody's so great at school. Everybody's this. I mean, clearly there wasn't because they had yeah. the stoners, the skaters, and all that stuff. Like it was a small group. Yeah, it seemed like a small group of like kids that quote showed potential. Right? Yeah, and maybe you know Marson's character didn't seem like a troublemaker on the surface, but maybe the parents. And this is all speculation because obviously the movie doesn't tell you any of this because it's only four minutes long. It's in the nutter cut. Yeah. Maybe the parents were worried that he was going to end up like his brother because, like, he the one thing he said about his brother that did make it in the movie was he could have he could have had the world, you know, he could have he could have done it all, you know, and it, like he shockingly took his life. Maybe the parents are concerned that the brother would follow the similar path, so maybe they heard of this blue ribbons thing. Maybe we can get our kid in there, and it will secure his future. It's fair. Yeah, I mean, we'll never know, I guess. It yeah. just, it, they didn't really say, and I wish that they had something there. Like, why it did they move sense. here? It makes sense. It makes a little bit of sense. What do you think about the the Blue Ribbons? So describe for the listeners who haven't seen this, like, who are the Blue Ribbons? The Blue Ribbons, What was the name of the next Karate Kid group? Uh, the, the Alpha Elite. The Alpha Elite. Think of the Alpha Elite, but brainwashed. And preppy. Yeah. <laughs> Varsity, no, yeah. Alpha Elite. Yeah. So they all—they're all wearing their, you know, they're all wearing, you know, nice cut jeans or khakis, Letterman's jacket, you know, hair parted to the side, girls perfectly manicured, all very polite, nice to the community, straight A students, you know, lettered varsity fundraisers, all that good stuff. But one side effect is is that if they get a little, you know, horny. <laughs> A little frisky, a little frisky, pop a boner. They might kill it. They might kill a person. It is. It is a person or two because the wires get crossed in the brain. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're you know model students, but a they're a little bit uh, snobby to people who aren't blue ribbons because there's an aura of I'm better than you, and b they are like secret murder machines. Yeah. That are just waiting to get triggered, and. <laughs> And the person that's running the whole thing is just kind of hoping that doesn't pop up very often. I, I've like I have wanted to ask this later, but I was to ask it now. But like, you you know when you like create a creation and it's always got some flaw, 
It's yeah. the flaw, like, damn it, I don't know how to figure out how to not have them murder when they get yeah. horny. But like, the rest is so good. <laughs> <sighs> he's got to figure that out. Yeah. He's going to crack the code. Yeah. Like, what is that? It's the one flaw. Like, if I could only just find out how to not yeah. get them to if murder only, people. I mean, well, they're going to murder people because we're going to put them out there. But damn it, if we could only just stop, get them to stop murdering people. <laughs> it's it's like, <laughs> especially teenagers, right? So that's the most yeah. ironic part. It's like, horny yeah. teenagers so, are going to murder is there some kind of like allegory to like sex is bad kind of thing in, in this whole movie too, you know, Probably. Uh, maybe that's something that's maybe would be more represented in a two hour movie. Yeah. You know, it could be a whole thing is like, cause like having the sexual thoughts equal lashing out in violence against yeah. the person you had the thoughts about. That's it's true. kind of like anti-sex. Yeah. 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 I didn't think about that. That's yeah. actually really, really good. Good point. I've been around the block. Drew. I know. These what? <laughs> what? So let me ask you this. We're professionals. D- the one, the one thing that I thought was interesting, and the question, I'll say the question first, and I want to say why I'm asking this. I want to ask you, like, do you think they're all that bad? And the reason why I'm saying this is you, you position them when you first describe them to people as this good for the community group, like academically advanced and all this stuff, right? Very focused and whatnot. But that one scene that they had where, I forgot the kid's name, the one preppy guy got into a fight with the the, the Mustang owner. Yeah. The, the one guy. Yeah. And they were sort of antagonizing him in class. But that was sort of like they introduced them as these like really nice kids and all this stuff. And then they show that and they did that on purpose. And I thought like, oh man, these guys are jerks. So are they actually nice or? No, they're, they're not. not. They are, they are snobbish towards non-blue ribbons. Yeah. And that's a thing. And I think it's, that was brought up in one of the parent meetings in the movie. Where like they have these after school parent meetings where they talk about the blue ribbons and all this. And it's like, oh, you know, little Jimmy, he's great, but he seems to be a little different. You know, now he, he seems to, you know, he seems to to put down other kids, you know, and 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 the principal blew it off like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like people that breed success, they they tend to <laughs> I don't I don't know what the words he used, like to I don't know feel sorry for them or or, or belittle them or, or yeah. think of them as lesser than, you know. And I think that's kind of like a thing where the blue ribbons, they stick together and they think of anyone who isn't a blue ribbon as a lesser than because they're not maximizing their full potential. So when the kid waltzes into class five minutes late, he thinks of him as wasting, wasting talent. That's fair. Yeah. And also it's an easy way to set up that, okay, when these two become friends and blue ribbons together, when the, when they, when the Mustang kid becomes a blue ribbon, it's like, oh wow, what is this? What's going on? They, They just fought yesterday. Yeah. It's like a it's like a shocking turn That's of events true. kind of thing. It's a way to introduce that the change can happen in in a day's time. Could you fit in with the Blue Ribbons? Would you would you do this? Would you would you get initiated into the group? Minus the brainwashing and eye chipping. I mean, honestly, if I'm if I'm going to be really self introspective about myself, I would be an ideal candidate for the Blue Ribbons <laughs> because I I and I think I think my family would would agree with this. I have. A plus potential, but I was a B student because I didn't try hard enough. Right? Were you Nick Stahl? <laughs> I was Nick Stahl. Stahl. I was the guy using big words, but I didn't I didn't care to study for the <laughs> test, so I got a B instead of an A. You know, not that Bs are bad, Bs are fine, but if I would have applied myself, I probably would have gotten more A's, right? And that's what the, and that's what the blue ribbons are all about. It's about maximizing potential. There you go. So see? Sign you up, man. I, I I would have gone kicking and screaming like Nick Stahl, <laughs> but 
<laughs> I, I, my, my mom might have put me in this thing. I don't know. Who knows? I could just Feels imagine. Presented. Hey, you know, she's, yeah. ha- she's having a meeting with Dr. Yeah. Edgar Caldicott. Yeah. It's showing up at your house and you got to sure. sucker punch him just yeah. like Steve did. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's talk about Caldicott. And played by Bruce Greenwood with a, I don't know, like a 20s oil tycoon mustache. Just very, like the, very slick. man. Yeah, if if you're if you're listening to this uh, in April of 2023 and have seen a recent picture of Vince McMahon, <laughs> the, like the slimmest the slimmest of, of miniature mustaches, very evil, like, very evil, very nice, very evil, very nice, very evil. <laughs> I just I think this guy is hilarious to me. So Bruce Green was a great actor, and like he's in he's not he's more than a that guy, yeah, because he's in a, he's a great actor and he's in a bunch of stuff. But I always recognize him as in he's in everything, yeah, and. I want to talk about this because, again, I'm not trying to overuse or underuse the villain scale. We won't really go into it with him because, I don't know, it doesn't really warrant it. But what is this guy's ultimate goal? Is he trying to control people or is he actually trying to make the community better? Or is it a side effect of the control? I don't think it's a power thing. I I, I Really, I think he's trying to do good. It's kind of like what Ed Harris's character in... In what you call it? Oh, Geostorm? In Geostorm, <laughs> where it's like you realize this guy's a psychopath, but really he's cut. trying he's trying to make the world a better place. <laughs> like he like he's trying to justify it to himself. And like you can kind of talk yourself into it. Like he said, he said, um, you gotta kill a few lab rats if you want to cure cancer. And I'm like, Yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> if if the lab rats equal kids that make your blue ribbons horned up, then yeah, you're kind of right. But I don't know if there's a bunch of overachievers running around. Is that really a bad thing? Yeah. If we can curb the murder part, this would be great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just, you know, remove all free will, make them, you know, just psychopaths. Forget free will. Yes. The whole Stepford wives thing. I don't know. Is, is that, is the world a better place? I don't know. And if you, if you make the whole world blue ribbons, is it really special anymore? I don't think so because and, you can't. And would there be lesser blue ribbons or would they all be equally perfect? That's or true. Would, or would natural order fall flow through again? Well, you'd have crappy blue ribbons and really yeah. good blue ribbons. Like you're going to have some social yeah. order. And then there. you're going to have the higher blue ribbons looking yeah. down on the lower blue ribbons. You and all the of a sudden ribbons. you're going yeah, to, and all of a sudden you're, you're going to have, um, regular like the blue ribbons will cease to exist because all yeah. all will flow back to normality again <laughs> just like there's right. a lot of deep stuff in this movie right it is and and i just think i don't i couldn't tell whether his goal was to like because he said science is god and all this other stuff and so i'll yeah. just move on to another town i couldn't really understand like what he was about I like, feel like he we was needed creepy more, we needed more time with him didn't we yeah and i wish we would have got it because I was definitely interested in the character and like what he was trying to do. Like he sort of came across as this like cartoonish villain because yeah. he didn't really have motivation. It was just, he had a science yeah. lab. He, and that was he, it. He needed more screen time than anyone else to more articulate his plan. And maybe he would have gotten a villain scale out of it. But since he wasn't in it so much, I feel like we couldn't accurately score. Yeah. Him. Let me ask you real quick, because I didn't ask you this earlier in the show. What do you think about the name Blue Ribbons? Like, was that his first take and no one really challenged him on it? Yeah, see, I think it's weak because it it sounds, I don't want to say this. I get Blue Ribbon because when you go to like a fair or something, a Blue Ribbon is like the first place. Yeah, first prize. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
but I feel like it doesn't. It just doesn't. It's not good enough to me. Like, yeah, it needs like, something like catchy. They could have done like platinum something. Platinum players. I don't know. Yeah, Plat- I feel like <laughs> platinum plus. We, platinum plus. There you go. <laughs> if you've been to platinum, platinum plus, plus you know. if you know, you know. Google it <laughs> if you don't know. <laughs> you might find you might find out where we are. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know something. I, blue, I just blue think, ribbons. It's like eh. Blue, blue ribbon to me, like I get it. It's like a science fair thing. So maybe they were yeah. trying to let because I don't know. Typically, you emphasize in American media and American culture, right? This yeah. is America where we are. It's traditionally athletics and sports are typically put on a pedestal, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just truth. Whereas blue ribbon is like a science fair or like a farm fair or something. Sure. Like it's less about the blue ribbon. You know, in sports, it's more about the gold trophy. So I, yeah, I guess trophy. they're trying like, to true. emphasize the okay. academics, but yeah, that, that makes sense. That's your smart it, guy. But it, well, are, no, you, you, know, are just, you blue ribbon? Are hey, you blue ribbon? My eye is glowing, glowing you green. Blue, you blue man? Did you get out of that? You get out of that car chase? <laughs> that janitor miss you? Just call me Nick Stahl. I'm <laughs> I'm at a new school here. Did you run the other way of the car? I did. Did you run? The I other did. Way? Okay. It's just funny to me though because. You're right. Like it's typically more athletic focused, and and they put more on the emphasis on the on the academics there. Was, that weird. makes a ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense, and I, 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 I accept your hypothesis. What about the cops? Did they know about this, or at least the main sheriff guy? What do you yeah, think? It seemed like so. The opening scene when the kid breaks his girlfriend's neck and then shoots another cop in the chest out of nowhere. <laughs> and we're like, what the hell's going on? The sheriff cleans it up for him, right? You know what, dude. He told her not to do it. Yeah, and she did he, it anyway. He, he needed his fluids. He, he did. Them. So, if, so she, if she didn't do that, would would he have not killed her? Like, I don't debat- get it. Deb- debatable, debatable. The threat of her possibly giving him a boater <laughs> meant that like she's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out of here. Yeah, can't do Accor- that. According to Blue Ribbon Law, I mean, this yeah, is not me it, talking. This is Blue Ribbon Law. It's baked into their yeah. their programming. No, but the the sheriff, I think, is in on the Blue Ribbon program. He's all about having this. I mean, think about like a sheriff where you have like this high school full of upstanding citizens, students, right? Never mind, but the, the, you know, the yeah. murder stuff. It's like, yeah, you know, Forget, that, that happens. You know, it's a side it effect. Happens. It's a side effect. It happens. But it's contained. It's controlled, right? So, I mean, if you're a sheriff and you're, you know, you're drinking the Kool-Aid on that, then I think I think he's all in on it. And he's, and he's willing to accept the little outbursts uh, in the grand scheme of the overall um, quietness of the community. The way that they painted it in the movie, it reminded me of like, I, I actually thought they were keeping him on the athletic field. And that's why I think the sheriff said something to him like, oh yeah, so you're going to be able to play. And then he sees the dead body in the car. Yeah. And I thought he was trying to cover up the murder so that he could yeah. play football or something. So I thought I that was kind of so. genius. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think this is like a varsity blues situation. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. You could be right. No, I think you're right because but I think as it, the it goes hand unfolds. In hand. I think yeah. it goes hand in hand with, A, yeah, he does want the, the football player to play. Yeah, sure he does. Yeah. But also it's like he the cop himself is in on the blue rim plan. I think you're right. I, I think it was just more of a situation. The movie you don't know about that yet. Yeah. So the movie yeah. makes you think it's, and that's actually probably good yeah. writing there yeah. where they make you think it's a varsity blues situation yeah. and it's not. You can't have, cause if one blue ribbon kid gets in trouble, 
it kind of undermines the entire program. Right, right, they right. Need, they need to stay spotless, squeaky clean. So you do can't you, have the news come out. Do you think that there's any adults that have been programmed into Blue Ribbons? Or, like, is the rest of the mm-hmm. town in on this thing? Like, is Dr. Caldecott, like, the only one yeah. that knows with his scientists in that, like, basement lab? Yeah. like. And the cop, like, are other people aware of this? Like, I don't to the degree. The, I don't think the parents are in on the on the actual science of the hypnosis or anything like that. But if you're the parents, you got to be concerned at like the immediacy of the effectiveness. Like, isn't it just questionable? Yeah. That that little little uh, little Gerald or what's his name, Gavin? The little Gavin used to be a stoner, and then immediately is a model student yeah. talking differently and. And having new friends and, and, and cutting his hair and, and combing his hair. Like, isn't that like, all right, what did they actually do to my son? <laughs> yeah. Isn't, well, wouldn't questions be answered? Or are they like, just like blissfully ignorant that, oh, you know, he's such a good boy now, you know? Maybe maybe he tells him it's like hypnosis or something. And not yeah. not to the degree that it is, not right? Surgi- it's like a, not surgical hypnosis, yes. but actual, yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to put them through cognitive behavioral therapy yeah. or some like some type of psychological like right. reprogramming or something you know yeah. where maybe they maybe he said because he is a doctor and he's like oh i've got the best methods like for all we know he wrote a book that we just never even saw it's like oh how yeah. to make your teenagers shape up right right come right. to whatever the heck this place is called cradle bay and yeah. maybe he's that's he's a, right he's, a, he's painted as a guru maybe yeah. it's like that i'm thinking about ben stein from the mask we all yeah. wear masks we all wear masks. <laughs> like that that I'm kind of situation speaking. exactly and yeah. i just i feel like i don't know it's just you're right though you nailed it because the parents it's a very stark contrast between nick stall being a stoner burnout guy that's yeah. relatively smart and then overnight yeah. Okay. Now it's, he's. It's the overnight aspect of it. If it were gradual, it'd be less or zero questions asked. But like light switch, this kid is a new kid. That's weird. Yeah. And if it were my son, I'd be like, "What exactly did you do? Show me what you did. Yeah. Where's your lab?" Well, and that's how you become a blue ribbon. That's yourself, how you become a blue ribbon. Yeah, cl- yeah, I'll show yeah. it to you. Yeah, just yeah. get strapped into this chair. Do, do you like that instead of like sh- killing someone who finds out about the plan? The the blue ribbon's plan is to make you a blue ribbon. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> you like that? I do. We're not going to kill you. We're going to make you one of us. That's true. Unless yeah. you give a beach in a car when they say yeah. not to, then you're then you're just getting yeah. your neck snapped. What about the janitor? Because I want to talk about the criteria. Like, is there like a cream of the crop? Like you mentioned earlier, you have to have potential. Is that why the janitor acted the way that he did? Because clearly he was not, he did not have the disability that he showed that he had. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he was acting, clearly. Yeah, we're still not sure if adults were in danger of, of becoming, you know, for lack of a better term, kidnapped and hypnotized into this thing. But yeah, I think the janitor, maybe somewhere along the way, he learned about this school that had these odd things going on. And maybe that's why he applied for the job. He infiltrated and it. He infiltrated it in an <laughs> undercover way. I love to it. Try, to try to like figure out what the heck's going on here. He might be some kind of scientist. You know what I mean? Other than that, like I don't know why this guy's the janitor of the school because he's clearly a genius. Like, yeah. You know, playing playing 
markedly not a genius, right? It's and then it, Marson's yeah. character figures it out, and like you know, the turn was 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 very common. It was really funny the way that he made like a different yeah. face, and he did like a yeah. little smirk. He found it the novel. Like, yeah. he, found, he found the novel in his back pocket. And that was oh, like, you like oh, Kurt Vonnegut? Yeah, <laughs> he did the Egon smirk. You yeah. know, when he says Do Re Egon, he was like, yeah, he did. That was <laughs> yeah, a good like, pull. I love the idea of somewhere in the Nutter cut. There's like. William Sadler is like this secret yeah. agent yeah. guy that's like trying to crack what's yeah. going on in Cradle yeah. Bay. It's it's like it's like he and the principal were rival scientists, right? <laughs> and like and the janitor knew that he was up to no good. He did something to change his appearance. Maybe he rubbed dirt all over his face so he was he was, unrecon- he was unrecognizable, got himself hired to the school and is working from underneath to try to thwart him. <laughs> Wouldn't that make a better movie? It put would. that little put that little detail in there. You put the Clark Kent glasses yeah. on. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how he did it. Yeah, we can we can explain a way that he does. They don't recognize him. We can. Man, I love that. I, I hey man, it's in the Nutter cut. It's in the yeah. bad way cut. That's where it yeah. is. So let, let's talk about the mind control programming. You mentioned a little bit about it being a like actual surgical change. Yeah, like our. Tell tell people about how this happens. Like, what is the process for turning into a blue ribbon? Because they didn't reveal that until way later yeah. in the movie. So they sit you in a chair. They show you positive movies of that kids so bad, playing, right? kids playing, and like motivational phrases and things like that. And then they like burn a chip into your eye, like literal a literal <laughs> microchip. I don't want that. And yeah, you would think you should be like you know, knocked out for this. But if you're knocked out, then how could you see the motivational videos? True. So, so yeah, that's, and I don't know like how long it takes. It may take a day, 24 hours and you're a new person. Easy peasy. It's funny, man. Usually you see movies where people go under some type of control and it's usually like deprogramming where you, you see like evil images and things where it's yeah. like, demons and and people yeah. like war <laughs> like you have this to like wash like, it out it's like you have so much that it over over, yeah. over uh over does the senses and this is like be excellent achieve, achieve. do good <laughs> like all these weird images like Fan- you said statue <laughs> of liberty fantastic <laughs> american flag like what the hell yeah <laughs> oh my god uh we we need to talk a little bit about just like a bunch of random crap in this movie man yeah there's a lot of funny things that don't really have a place so let's let's shove them in here let's talk about some of these here and we made a list and we can talk about the second we'll talk about the ending in a second but the first one that i wanted to talk to you about was like and i hate to do this i was saying remember this but remember the psychiatric facility like what the hell was the point of that how how could i forget for a movie that's 83 minutes (laughs) minus credits minus end credits we didn't have time for this, Drew. We didn't <laughs> have time for the psych ward scene. That was like 10 minutes long. That served no purpose. The the only purpose it was so they could find out that Dr. What's <laughs> so his name? Could, so they <laughs> could sucker punch the, the, principal's, <laughs> the, the principal's daughter. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. Like she was talking too much. So Katie Holmes just sucker punches her. Yeah. And it's like, first off, it's a kid. And yeah. it, it made no sense. And uh, then, well, she was a teenager. It's not like she was 20. <laughs> but still, like, just punch. How many yeah. people were sucker punched in this movie? Yeah, it a was, lot of sucker puncher going on. <laughs> Dr. Caldecott got yeah. punched twice. Imagine <laughs> you're, yeah, imagine you're the parents. 
The, the doctor is in your home. The doctor slash was, was he the principal or no? Was he just a doctor? He was like the principal and doctor. I, I'm calling him the principal. I don't know if he was or not. But anyways, <laughs> he he's in your house, and you as the parents have zero idea that there's any foul business going on. And your son just <laughs> punches the principal in the face. <laughs> hey man, what's your me. What's your reaction? He needs the blue ribbons that he's yeah. got to get his just, shape up. Uh, now this now this kid's got to get the blue ribbons. <laughs> No, and uh, so like the whole ten minute, you know, sneak scene to get into the psychiatric facility, and the only payoff is when Marston and the doctor have a fist fight on a cliff at the end of the movie. <laughs> Marston reveals that he knows that his daughter <laughs> is in a psych ward, and then the doctor's like, "Yes, yeah, so what? Who cares?" <laughs> she <laughs> was weak matter. anyway. It, none of it mattered. <laughs> Like you're right. We just wasted ten minutes. Let's cut all the character development yeah. and let's leave this yeah, because they wanted a jump scare. Do you know how hard it is to waste ten minutes of an eighty-three minute movie? It's I, almost impossible to waste time. And it's weird because they could have used it where Katie Holmes and him could have bonded a little bit more, yeah. but they didn't do that. They were just running yeah. through random hallways. And the, yeah. the other thing about this that I just have to say is like, I was under the assumption that they like signed in and they were just like walking through these hallways, and I'm like, yeah, who would let them? Do this. See, I was the opposite. I thought it was abandoned. <laughs> and they were sneaking in until, you know, the patients started showing up. And I was like, oh, there's people in here. I thought they were they agitating were just, him. I thought they were going to look for like a filing cabinet in, in, in the abandoned building. Yeah, like get a file. Oh, yeah. we got the, the daughter's yeah. like records right here. Yeah, we got to find the records. It's Yeah, it was ridiculous to me. Yeah. And they just like snuck around in this place. And then they got found out. But. Like, I thought they, I was like, this makes no sense. So, I don't know. I mean, I talk about this for another 10 minutes, but uh, Can I, you imagine the round table of writers where it's like, all right, we got the psych ward scene. How many of these crazy people, like, can you yeah. think of a way to make a person look crazy? Like, yeah. oh, we're going to have this guy brush his teeth. And we're going to have this guy bang his head on the wall. It's like, do you imagine, like, the, the insensitive crap was that, was said, insensitive. that was said yeah. in that round table during that writer's meeting? It was To, like, so find bad. the different psych ward characters? It was really bad. It was yeah. like Arkham Asylum is the way yeah. they did it. Like, Batman. Yep. I, I, man, I could talk about this for t- like 10 more minutes just because it's so ridiculous, but I won't do what the movie did. What about, <laughs> what about the other thing that I wanted to ask you is Nick Stahl, when he was getting paranoid and he was getting found out and they knew he was going to send him to the Blue Ribbons, Steve yeah. takes his gun. Yeah. What would have happened if he just let him keep it? He had a gun. Well, I think that's, that would have been a tragedy, right? Yeah. Was I mean, he going to shoot his parents? No, I got the impression he wasn't going to kill himself. I got the impression just, he was going to shoot uh, whoever doctor. was coming after the him. The doctor, yeah. He was going to defend himself. Yeah. And it's it's weird, though, because the movie escalated out of nowhere, right? Because you never once for a second would think that he's got a gun. Like, he's got it, a gun. It turned into that uh, very quickly. Well, he kind of seemed like the kind of guy <laughs> who, had a, who has a gun. I don't know. I don't want to label people. Yeah. But no, he said, uh, he, the way he said, I'm going to kill them all. Okay, maybe, maybe think, maybe think his whole house is in danger. Well, fair enough. And, I, I hope mean, not. I hope not. I didn't think he was going to kill his family. I thought he was going to kill the Blue Ribbons. That's what I, I thought. I would hope so, yeah. But then, I like, mean, that, that doesn't solve anything. That just makes him out to be a criminal. Well, But it's kind of like, you can't take me alive kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, that's what right? that's the yeah. thing, right? And, yeah. you know, the janitor did the job for him because he drove him off yeah. of a cliff. But Sure. <laughs> what uh, Was there anything that else stood out to you that you felt was random? I thought... You know, the kid that had the cool Mustang that got turned real real early in the movie. 
and then after he got turned, like they had him like smash his own Mustang. It was like Street Fighter Two. Yeah, and, and I was like, first of all, I, again, we've talked about this before. I would love to smash a car up. You know that that seems so cool, right? Even a piece of crap car, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to take a sledgehammer to a car? I think they have like charity things where you can do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it exists if I really search it out. But like, he could have been a blue ribbon and also had the Mustang. But yeah. the, the Mustang, they could have just like painted it blue or something, right? That's true. The, the, the red Mustang didn't fit in with the blue ribbons, but they could have done a paint job, right? I that they, was a sweet car. Yeah, like they could have. They could have had both. Why did they make him get rid of that car? I'm pretty sure they were all driving around in like a like a used Buick or something yeah. after that instead. Like well, nothing wrong with that, but well, maybe their MO is to not be flashy. I don't that's know. true. Yeah. But that car was awesome, and that guy, that guy took yeah. nice care of it. And sure, I at first I thought I didn't put two and two of like who he was because he looked so different, just like Nick Stahl. And I'm like, whoa, are they mashing this guy's car up? They're bashing the guy's car. Like I thought they killed him because I again I hadn't seen this yeah. yet. So I was like, are they like taking like a trophy of this guy? Like yeah. they they took him out and now they're, they're busting up his car. That really, really got me. Uh, and then I realized, oh, yeah, it's actually him. Yeah, they, hand, they handed him the sledgehammer. And he's it's the right of passage, this. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, now prove, prove to us that you're one of us. Yeah. Break your car. There's another thing. It's like we didn't know where else to put this, but like Katie Holmes, like she did a good job, but she, wasn't, she didn't really have much to do in this movie. She was kind of there. She was there. She, she's kind of there to be Gen X, right? Yes. And sure, I mean, I'm sure like, Anybody who's a teenager at this time is like Kitty Holmes. It was like she just started up on Dawson's Creek. She was like, she was there, and it was kind of like the the Bizarro uh, Joey, you know, and, yeah. so to speak. So it was kind of cool to have that other side of Katie Holmes, like oh man, edgy Katie Holmes, and she was kind of doing her catchphrases. She tried to make was it Razor Razor? razor. Yeah, she's trying to make Razor work as a catchphrase, <laughs> which I didn't think it really worked that well. Is that was that a real? word back then? I don't I know. Never even I don't know if they made that up or if that was actually a thing in the 90s. I never heard of it. I There was a lot of weird lingo that yeah. she had, but yeah. I don't know if it's just her and her crew. I don't that's remember a, that. That's I mean, how they we talk were, up there. That's how they talk up there up, in, up cradle, in, in Cradle Bay. Yeah, Cradle Bay. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Edgy Katie Holmes was doing it for me. I liked sure. Edgy Katie Nose Holmes. Nose ring Katie Holmes, yeah. I yeah. liked that look on her. I thought yeah. she looked good. Yep. I don't know how else to, to kind of wrap this episode up without talking about the ending you mentioned we i mean we mentioned a bunch of parts right in the beginning we mentioned the end all throughout we mentioned the end but like the climax of this movie was so weird to me like the fact that it culminated into what it did like the janitor revealing himself essentially as a genius that had this weird rat repellent thing that he had been working on. I love your idea of him being like a rival scientist to the to the other doctor Bruce Greenwood but I didn't really understand the thing that made these guys go nuts. Like he puts it in the back of his El Camino, I guess. Is that what he had? He had like yeah, an El Camino? I guess. And it, and they were going nuts, but instead of running away from it, like they ran towards it, which yeah, seemed like, an, like counterintuitive. Like an out of control zombie horde. Yes. They were running towards the thing that was hurting them. When really, if he's speeding away one way, if they just ran in the opposite direction, yeah. eventually they wouldn't hear it anymore and they'd <laughs> exactly. be fine. What if they got earplugs? Yeah, you know, just I mean, earplugs. Yeah, it's just and and I I no, we have to talk about it again because he got shot in in the scene and you know he he knew his life was over and we yeah. we joked about it in the beginning but like I gotta say it really shocked me when like this doesn't happen in any movies <laughs> yeah. where 
I just assume like, oh, they're going to find a way to deprogram them. Yeah, these kids like, are going to be okay. <laughs> be yeah. Okay, right? <laughs> and he kills them all. They're all all of them. They're all dead. And it was the quickest decision of this man's yeah. life. Like he didn't blink. He was yeah. like, yeah, you know what? They're like, oh, we got to we got to get them, right? He's like, no, we got to kill them. There's, no, there's nothing yeah. we can do for them. Yeah. And can you imagine the headlines the next morning? Mentally disabled janitor murders 20 blue yeah. ribbons. And it he was, would have been like like just the a, a pariah, the, yeah. the scourge of the town, of America, the patsy, really. right? Like, they, yeah. it goes down for him. Yeah. These, these poor kids, these innocent kids. And they were innocent because they're all brainwashed, but he would have been made to be such the villain. But really, I, he kind of like saved the future. When is the when's the last time you saw a movie that did this? They they don't yeah. they don't do that. They they didn't have time, Drew. Yeah, the, there was not enough runtime to, to to deprogram these kids, so we might as well kill them off. And do you think this was the first ending? I think so. It has to be. right? Do you think this was the first written ending? Was to like the plan all along was to kill the kids, not deprogram. Or them? maybe it was like a, a reshoot because they needed to they needed to end it faster. Yeah. You know, they don't have time for exposition. I, yeah. I feel like if you can put a chip in an eyeball, you can take a chip out of an eyeball. Yeah. What if you just take the eyeball out? Then every, all the kids have one eye, but at least they're normal again. You, you get an eye patch or a fake yeah. eye. Yeah. But this is why I think that this guy wanted to kill them. It was his payback for all of the torment that they've given him. Like all the buckets <laughs> yeah. that have been no- when, knocked when Chug, over. When Chug kicked the, you know, kicking the bucket over and calling him hard R's, like that, that adds up. I mean, that guy alone should have I'm glad when he died honestly Chug, like he was a yeah, sexual to, assault he needed to go it was that guy yeah. was so weird I mean good credit to the actor he did a good job but man that was like and it was the quickest decision of this guy's life like he he didn't waste a beat like it was like I'm off goodbye and then he had James Marsden driving dirt bikes like he was <laughs> in the X games like yeah. I, he knew exactly what well, to do if you're if you're if you're a teen in a movie in the '90s, you know how to drive a dirt bike. It's but like, it was it's, it's in your genes. The other thing, and we didn't even before I forget, I want to say this: like they're trying to get on the ferry so they can escape the town. Yeah, they're just going to run away. Like their parents are home. Are the parents brainwashed? Like there has to be some scenario that yeah. got cut where the parents are actually blue ribbons and they're brainwashed too because they run away and the movie ends. It's like where are they going to go? What are they doing? Going back to Chicago? Like yeah. what? Yeah, they're just gonna run away without without a high school education, you know, and just kind of just what are they gonna do? It's, they have no money. They have zero money. They don't even understand life. At it's this point. it's just a fantasy ending. It's that's it what happens is. when when the movie's eighty minutes long. We don't ask these questions. And and just like you never see a car full of kids get driven off a cliff. Yeah. Like when's the last again? <laughs> James Morrison fist fights the doctor. <laughs> They have like a fist fight. Like it wasn't really. A, shouldn't have had the like. The <laughs> confrontation didn't need to happen, but it did, and I liked it. I liked that happen. Totally unnecessary. <laughs> like normally, it would just be yeah. they yell at each other, and maybe yeah. someone gets a gun out. But they yeah. have like Mortal Combat on the cliff yeah. here. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I love this movie. I love it. You should watch it. If you haven't seen this movie, go yeah. on HBO Max right now, April 2023. Go watch this movie. It's so ridiculous. It's good. You'll like it. And, and you know, it ends with Nick Stahl being the teacher at this new school, which... Oh, yeah. Yep. The big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> but what motivation would he have to continue the program? It does doesn't know, make any sense. Does he know step one 
in you know <laughs> did the scientists work for him yeah. now yeah or was this there was no like five years later there was none of that no so did he like he's the only surviving blue ribbon so he made it his life's work <laughs> to figure out how it worked and, and re-implement it <laughs> he reverse in engineered inter- it yeah on the next town he went to but i'll tell you I, what though if you go to a school, an inner city school, and presented them a way to <laughs> to up their grades at no cost to them, they'll do anything you say. You know, just don't get horny. You might yeah. kill some people. Yeah. If you have a way to get to up those standardized scores to get their budgets up, they will do whatever you say. So it just it makes no sense unless there's again more scenes of Bruce Greenwood grooming him to be the next doctor because he yeah. wants to expand his program. But like it doesn't make any sense, but it's okay, you know. Sometimes that's okay, and I yeah. I thought it was okay. So so let me ask you this: like adult Nick Stahl, right, with the chip in his brain? Because really, mm-hmm. we we haven't seen adults with the chip yet, right? Right. So does that just mean like every time he he, uh, he like goes on a date or it's <laughs> yeah. a feeling, is he committing murders out He's there? He's gonna murder somebody. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you're right. Like, I, I like your idea that it's like more of an abstinence thing because it sort yeah. of seems like that. Like, it programmed him in. Like, you can't do that. Well, why is sex bad? Vital, it's good. Well, that's true. Unless there's an age limit. I think it's a malfunction. I don't think, I think he's trying to perfect yeah, it's, the it's a, it. Yeah, it's, it's an unwanted side effect. It's like, damn. It isn't calculated. Yeah. I wish I didn't, I wish I didn't make him this way. Like, you yeah, know? we couldn't, we couldn't figure out how to manipulate that part of the brain. We I just work like, on that. That's what Nick Stahl is going to figure out. That's true. I like the idea because yeah. he wants to get laid again. He's got to. He's broken too many necks mid BJ where it's like, I, I've got to stop doing this. We've got to figure out a way. Oh, man. I just love the idea of him like driving around with like a mobile, like an RV lab where he's turning people yeah. into yeah. blue ribbons. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is a very mobile thing. It's like he's, he's it's got to get out of a facility, right? Yeah. That was like an under underground like bunker that yeah. they had where they were turning people in. And who are those scientists that were working for him? Yeah. Where are those evil looking sunglasses? They should have made, you know what they should have made it? And this is what they should have done. They should have made it that the parents were the scientists too. They get like indoctrinated into the program oh, where they have to turn the kids. Okay. They and should they, have made that the, the parents. And then they start working yes. for the lab. Yes. That's what they should have done because then it would have made sense why they had the PTA meetings and all that stuff. And then, hey, like get in on this. But they could be more honest then. Yeah, they could be more honest with what's actually going on. And and, then they would know why they could flip. And also brainstorm how to to stop the murders. Yeah. I like it. I want to ask you one thing before we get out of here. And it's, you know, Hollywood doesn't really have a lot of original ideas these days, it seems, right? Some would say. Some some would say. Maybe some we would say. say. Maybe we would say it. Is this movie ripe for a remake, and why hasn't it happened yet? No. We don't need a remake of this. But, it, but they're remaking everything. <laughs> but really, it's it's. I guess it's any movie. We haven't seen a movie like this in a long time, and maybe, right. it's, just, maybe it's just they don't make them like they used to or whatever, but where are the teen movies where... There's something wrong in the school, right? I guess it's on MTV, maybe. Like, do they TV just not movie? have this anymore? I don't know. Like, maybe they're around and they're just not in our wheelhouse, so we don't even know they exist. But like, I haven't seen a major a major movie release lately where it's like T 
teen thriller. There's something wrong in the school. We got to figure it out. Like this movie doesn't exist. This genre doesn't exist anymore. This genre probably peaked in the late nineties, early two thousands. Like it it really was. And I, I like these kind of movies. Like I'm actually looking forward to watching the faculty. So if we can watch that at some point, I would like that. And there's other movies like this, right? Wasn't like idle hands. Another one that was like those type of movies. Yeah, I mean it's high school. the The movie isn't centered around the high school itself, but he's a high school student. Yeah, but yeah, I think we, this is this is this is like a it's it's borderline horror, but not really. It's the kind of thing that they made in the early, in the late nineties and early two thousands that I think I think these types of movies I, I'd like to do more of. It's sort of its own genre because when you, when I looked it up, when you said, "Oh, I want to do a horror movie or whatever." I looked it up. I'm like, is this like I thought. Okay, wait, where's the horror in this? But it was more like a thriller. Yeah, it's like a it's thriller. Like a, it's not a horror movie. Yeah. Sci-fi, but like it was billed as a horror movie, which I don't. When I think horror, I yeah. think of like Texas Chainsaw or something like that. Yeah. But or, I like this, and I thought it was at least, fun, or at least some supernatural aspect to it. Right. Like, the faculty is more horror because it's it's aliens. So right. It's right. Like, it's a different. Slightly different thing, but it's really the same movie. I guess that's why they put this sci-fi because it's got the science instead of the yeah. the aliens. So, yeah. but I, I I like this movie. I'm glad you picked it. And I uh, hey, I know it's a day late, but happy birthday! We're oh, recording thank this you. a day after oh. your a couple days after your birthday here. Thank you very much. So glad you were able to pick this. I'm glad you introduced me to this movie. That movie box you know. cover. Yeah, I'd have never know. watched this piece of crap. Don't judge a book by its cover. Now you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> If you guys haven't seen this, go check it out as of April 2023. It's on HBO Max. And if you're enjoying our show, hit subscribe, please. Send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on this episode's page at thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on all the social channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at thelastrowpod. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please consider leaving us a five-star review. And if you guys are enjoying this, let us know. We'll be back in two weeks on Thursday, April 27th. And until then, we'll see you guys then. What the hell is a shoppie anyway, bad way? A shoppie is like a shop with more... It's like, it's like happier. <laughs> I guess, what is it, the ice cream shoppie? Yeah, like you can't have a sad shoppie. There's like, there's no, like, uh, like, there's gotta, you gotta sell ice cream. Yeah, it's gotta be ice cream. Milkshake. Sweets. Yeah, sweets of something. I'm thinking Willy Wonka. It's, yeah. We didn't even talk about the teen hangout.